Hi, I'm Elaine. I'm a redhead that reads Reddit and I'm here with producer Dan. Hello. You can follow me on Twitter at Redhead Reddits and find me on Reddit. My username is Redhead Reads Reddit. Um, and we're just a bit distracted this evening because one of our cats has decided to be super friendly. Yeah, so for those that don't know, we got two, well, they're kittens, weren't they, back well, in August, yes. so about five months ago. We rescued them from the RSPCA, brother and sister. The sister's always lovely and affectionate and chirps at you when she wants attention. Yes. Um, but boy cat, Merlin, is um, yeah, a loner. He's a bit of a loner. A bit of a loner. He is, he really is. Um, yeah, and they their, their mum was feral, so they are both quite... Um, timid shall we say with people but they're, they're starting to settle in really nicely and uh we're getting those love off merlin at the moment so <laughs> we'll be distracted yeah. really distracted <laughs> um but however i've been really busy on reddit you really have i have and i've got some nice little stories yeah and these so are not rude and dirty <laughs> ones like the ones that producer dan comes up with <laughs> this has not been produced by me today no <laughs> So I'm going to start off with one from um, Am I the Arsehole? Um, am I the arsehole for not allowing someone to propose during my wedding reception and for planning on not going to their wedding? And the username is New Year, same shit, 2020. So, long time lurker, first time account posting. I've debated posting this for a while now, but since I've been so vocal the last few days on this subreddit, I figured it was time to find out if I was the arsehole instead of just commenting on others. My wedding was September 21st, 2019. We had a fairly decent sized wedding. My cousin, on my stepdad's side, we are not close whatsoever, and her boyfriend have only been dating not even six months at this point. I've met the guy once before my wedding and he never shows up to any family functions. We're all having a great time at my wedding. My husband and I are mingling with the guests while everyone dances. The next thing I know is my cousin's boyfriend asks the DJ for his mic and goes to the centre of the dance floor saying he has an announcement to make and he calls my cousin over. So I rush over and say, nope, no one is getting engaged during my special day, especially during my reception. You can get engaged later tonight, but not right now. It's my day. Thank you for understanding. And I go to walk away. My cousin starts puffing and my aunt, her mum, starts yelling at me and calling me an entitled brat. It causes a huge fight and they all end up leaving. My mum, my stepdad, my dad, my stepmum, they're all on my side and were even pissed that they think it's okay to do that during a wedding that they'd all paid for. My nana, stepdad's mum, says I was wrong and told me to apologise and call them over and allow him to propose. Needless to say, it didn't happen. Flash forward to Christmas. Ugh, it was terrible. My stepdad's entire side were rude and ignoring my husband and I. And of course, guess what happens? My cousin and her now fiancé announced their wedding date. September the 21st, 2020. I am beyond pissed and so not planning to go. It's my damn one year wedding anniversary. My family is upset that they would do that to piss me off for not allowing them to get engaged during my reception. My cousin says that they chose to get married on their one year engagement anniversary. Either way, regardless of the real reason, I'm still upset. Of course, my nana is super excited. So, Reddit. Am I the arsehole for not allowing them to get engaged during my wedding reception? And am I the arsehole for not attending the wedding on my one-year anniversary? Right. What do you want to do? Do you want to go into the comments or do you want to discuss this? I think we should go comments. Okay. And, and then I'll just chip in randomly. <laughs> <laughs> so I have an opinion. When the rage uh. hits me. 
Um, so we start off with Zucker924 saying, not the arsehole, that is extremely tacky of someone to do. So tacky they put four exclamation marks. They felt it was very tacky. To propose at your wedding? Holy crap, your family is awful. This person isn't even someone you know. And they didn't even ask you. He just did it? Jesus. Trash. Your nana sucks. <laughs> uh, the OPs responded to that saying, um, Nana and my stepdad's entire family have always favoured my cousin over me and my siblings since she's blood and we aren't. I've never cared since I'm lucky to have four parents and three sets of huge families who all love me, right? And if it was my brother or sister's boyfriend, I would have made the announcement for them and called them over. But this dude of six months and only meeting him once thinks it was okay? Crazy. Lonely Siren in the Sea responds, Proposing after six months and they're both clearly tacky individuals. Don't even worry about their wedding. They'll likely break up long before it happens. <laughs> to which Sucrebleu123 has, has um, responded saying, I came here to say this. Either they'll break up before or OP will get to leave petty remarks once they divorce. Oh no, who would have thought? You two go together so well and clearly had lots of special moments together. Just the two of you. In the 18 months you were together in total. <laughs> <laughs> uh, PartyCat78 says, not the arsehole at all. It was your day. Incredibly rude. Furthermore, he should have asked you first and you could have politely said no, saving any embarrassment. Morons. Yeah, and the OPs responded to that saying, exactly, I felt like a total bitch for stopping it. But like this dude doesn't know anyone in my family, nor my husband's side, so why would he assume he could do it there? Kamanyol replied, go to their wedding, announce your pregnancy there. And the OP said, oh, my husband wants to. <laughs> to which he's replied back, I don't think it will be as effective for him to announce his pregnancy, but I'm not the boss of, of either of you. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and the OP said, I should just let him go just to announce his pregnancy. I'm so dead. <laughs> Stressed about dessert says, better do a gender reveal. Full on messy confetti cannon, powder explosion, bring your own cake in the shape of a rattle with blue or pink in the middle, go big or go home. Or in this case, both. Or bring decorations and set up a baby shower. Act hurt that no one brought any presents for you on your special day. El Jamu Kwai says, um, Act hurt that no one brought any presents for you on your special day. What are you talking about? There's a big table full of presents <gasps> at the entrance to the reception room. They can agree to split the presents. <laughs> Stress about dessert reply back. You mean the site of the best baby shower ever? You got it. And hey, if those dishes don't match your taste... You can always get them returned for store credit. Vivid <laughs> Strawberry says, I'm all for OP just shooting off the can and then going home, laugh out loud. No explanation, no context. She'd be all anyone was talking about for the rest of the evening. I love that idea. Yeah. Just walk in. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> it's a boy. Happy wedding day. <laughs> Vila Umbrella has said, make it that god-awful tacky birth crowning cake, pubes and all. Offer slices to all the guests. Oh, yum. I think that's a Classic. great idea. Yeah. So would you ever consider proposing at somebody else's wedding? I possibly would because I can understand you're there and the emotion and it's beautiful. And especially if it's someone you're close to and you're going, oh, my God, that's so lovely. They're getting married. Isn't it wonderful? And even if it's not someone you're particularly close to, but you can see they're having a great time. And it's, But no, you wouldn't, would you? You, you might think of it, but you wouldn't. No. And if you were going to do that, you would ask beforehand. You go, do you know what? Yes. This is, you know, all of our friends are going to be there as well. Let's, can, do you mind if I propose? Yeah. And they're either going to turn around and go, fuck off. Yeah. Or they're going to go, yeah, but can you let me have my day first and then do it at the back end? Do or the very end. Yeah. yeah, I think it's just inappropriate to yeah. stop. Because weddings are bloody expensive and you're basically just cheapskating on your announcement thing, aren't you? Going, hey, everyone's in one place. I'll just, I'll just do it now. So if you were OP, what would you have done? <clears throat> well, you know what I'm like. 
I do know what you're like. I'm a bit soft, so I probably would have let it happen and then been very British and seethed about it <laughs> pretty much for the rest of my life. And every time I saw them, I would be cross <laughs> internally, but I'd keep it all inside. See, I, I think I'm inclined to agree because as much as you'd want to go, no, 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 not on my watch. Yeah. You kind of, you then come across as the arsehole by doing that. Whereas if you just go, do you know what? Let them do it. It'll be five minutes of everyone going, oh, congratulations. And then back to the wedding. Yeah, so somebody in the comments had said um, that what ideally you should do if you're, you know, if you're having a wedding and you don't want anything like that to happen is basically say to the DJ, the only people who are allowed the microphone at any point in the evening oh. are these people. So me and my mum or my dad and my partner, that's it. Nobody else is allowed to take over the microphone at yeah. all. And then it's covered. I like that idea, but mm. you and I have both been married. I didn't do that at my wedding because you just don't think about it, do you? You don't. Second time around, you would, wouldn't you? Oh, well, if it happens to you. I suppose you, you live and learn. Once you've read that thread, you would. <laughs> yeah, so after reading that thread, so do us all a favour here, okay? Mm. Just, you know, if you're planning to get married, give the DJ a list of who's allowed to talk on the microphone yeah. in advance. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Because I was at a wedding where um, they didn't propose, but they announced their pregnancy at somebody else's wedding. Oh, I know. Yeah. Also dreadful. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely dreadful. Unless they were a proper fatty bum bum, in which case there's no hiding it. And they go, oh, I'm pregnant. So I'm eating too. <laughs> so I'm not drinking. Really? That's our favourite phrase at the moment, isn't it? <laughs> fatty bum bum. Fatty bum bum. <laughs> <laughs> um, would, you like to, would you like to read the next one? I, I would love to. This is no personal mail. Well, that goes for everyone. This is from Malicious Compliance and is written by Excellent Tone. Who I've just realised is probably called Tone. Oh, maybe. What, Tony? Yeah, or Tone. <laughs> At work, we had an outgoing mailbox that handled postal mail as well as internal mail. You just dropped your envelope in there, the mailroom picked it up when they collected mail every afternoon, and everything was fine. Everyone did this. I used it for my Maynard's rebates. I don't know what they are. I don't know what the fuck that is. Nope. Uh, <laughs> people use it for greeting cards, bills, anything you still needed to send by mail. My landlady, although very kind, is about a thousand years old. Because of that, she doesn't have a website or even a PayPal account and requires us to mail her a cheque for rent every month. This is the reason why they can't phase out checkbooks. Because of the old people. Because people like this, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Reason for serving checkbooks and the reason that Britain's leaving the EU. Old people. <laughs> Two in one. Two in one. Um, enter Busybody. Busybody apparently had too much time and too little sense and liked to harass anyone she had authority over at any opportunity. One month, she saw me drop my rent check in the outgoing mail bin and was at my desk faster than I thought a £300 lady could even move. The rules say the mailbox is only for work-related mail. Why are you sending this letter to someone in next suburb over? Um, because I always do because I have for a year and a half now and no one said anything. Well, it's against the rules. No personal mail. Show me that rule. So she waddled over to her desk where she already had the internal company website pulled up to the page on the mailroom. Sure enough, no personal mail. Well, thank you for letting me know, busybody. Could you send me the link to this page? Gladly, was the reply. It was sitting in my inbox by the time I got back to my desk. Link to the webpage. Quote, this constitutes a written warning and then a threat of a write-up of Oscorp breaking company policy again. It was obvious what I had to do. From then on, I watched that mailbox like a hawk. 
Anytime I saw a personal letter in there, I pulled it out and placed it on the sender's desk, along with a copy of Busybody's email, with her name and company email splashed across the header. In fact, I was so worried about this flagrant violation of the rules that after a couple of days, I decided to start checking the mailboxes in other departments, and then on the other floors. I wouldn't want anyone else to make such an embarrassing mistake after all. About a week later, the company's website was updated to clarify that personal mail was allowed, if under blah blah size and weight. No one said a word to me, but I'm told Busybody got a talking to. All I know is she gave me the stink eye every time she saw me until she transferred out of the department. So worth it. Oh, I love it. I love that's it. Amazing. That is that is key malicious <laughs> compliance, that, isn't it? As I was reading through that, and he's, I'm watching it like a hawk, I thought, oh, you little shitbag. <laughs> He's going to grasp everyone else in and then, yeah. Yeah. Nice. No, I, I thought like, he handled it perfectly. He really did. Because he didn't really inconvenience anybody else except the busybody. Yeah. Amazing. Um, Ogioni has said, uh, the entire point of malicious compliance is sticking to the absolutely strictest reading of the rules to be as petty as possible so as to expose the absurdity of the rules, making everyone follow those rules as a basic part of the evilness. Good job. P.N. Gwyn replied, don't forget putting the blame on busybody. That what really iced the compliance. Oh, it really was. Tilly on the Wold said, how would anyone know whether something was personal mail or not? Was it not already in envelopes? I did think, actually, if you're putting it into like a, what I would consider a post box, yeah. if it's an internal one, you've just got to dig through it and find which one, you, unless it's just in a tray and it's on top of the tray. Maybe, maybe. maybe. Um, the OP replied, greasing cards and letters from John Krasinski to Jake Krasinski and things like my rebate forms were pretty obvious. The bills were too, but I tried not to mess with him. Oh, bless him. Leah Huey. I <laughs> <laughs> love these usernames. I don't know about other officers, but the company that I work for has their name on the envelope. Any letter sent from the company has to be in company envelopes, so it would be pretty easy to notice anyone sending out personal mail. Sexy Rabbit says, this is the correct answer for almost any sizable company. They order custom envelopes with their logo on it and returned address pre-filled. It would be easy to spot a different type of envelope amongst the company ones. And Stanley Tears said, when you mentioned she's £300 and then later, if under blah blah size and weight, I thought that management just singled her out for not sending personal mail. It took me a second to realise that you're referring to the size and weight of the mail piece, not the sender. <laughs> Staff may send personal mail if they're not a fatty bumble. <laughs> Obscure says, laugh my ass off. You thought the company implemented a you are too fat to send mail policy. <laughs> <laughs> to which the OP has responded, if that was the case, half the company won't be able to send mail. <laughs> I love that. I've worked in plenty of companies where there was a franking machine. Do they have franking machines in America? Oh, I don't know. Frank I loved doing the franking. When I used to be a receptionist, <laughs> it was one of the best parts of the job. <laughs> so franking machine for those who aren't in the know and possibly the younger UK listeners. Um, was a machine that you basically you put an envelope in and it used to zip it through and print a stamp on it for you, didn't it? And so then it used to you have to have to pay to top up the franking machine with yeah, money. Yeah, so you, you pay and you put like five hundred pounds on it or something at the, the beginning of the month, and then you um yeah you you weigh your letter and go oh yeah that's a, a first class whatever, and then just you just swipe them through one after the other. They're yeah. amazing. It's so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't do it discreetly though because they were noisy themselves. They are. Chugunk, chugunk. Yeah, they are still, they are quite noisy. Yeah. They are quite noisy. But you see, in, in my workplace, and they've got it right because you can, if you have a piece of mail that is already stamped, then you can throw it in the box that go gets picked up by the postman. And if you want to send something that isn't already stamped, you can say, "Can you weigh this for me and tell me how much I owe?" And then you can just pay them the money. 
The last right. place that I worked at, which was a, a bank where they had um, franked mail, which is going back about 10 years ago now, um, if you want to send personal mail, you just used to wait until two minutes before the postman was due, because they used to come and collect it from us, hmm. and you used to go out and frank all your stuff and then put it in the bag before anyone could see. <gasps> I mean, that was an office of like four people, so uh, really everyone knew. But yeah, yeah. naughty. <laughs> uh, we've got one last one, which is one that uh, you've picked up. It is. I love this one. I wanted to do this in a Christmas special, but it just didn't happen. Um, and this is a today I fucked up, but it's um, by over tipping my waitress, and it was submitted by El Sidi. I think it is. <laughs> yes. Yes, we'll go for that. Yeah, we'll go with that. Um, so, I got an early Christmas card with a $50 bill in it. I put the bill in my wallet until I could get to the bank in a couple of days. On my way home, I stopped at a sit-down restaurant and tipped my waitress with a $5 bill. You know where this is going, don't you? The waitress was surprised and very happy and thankful, which I thought was a bit over the top what amounted to a 30% tip. It came time for me to deposit the $50, and guess what? It's nowhere to be found. After puzzling for several days over where I might have put it, the neurons fire. The connection is made. And I realised that I had to have given it to the waitress, which would explain her reaction. Merry Christmas. Well, shit. I hope she really needed it, and I hope it was a blessing, but all I can think of is, I'm a dumbass. Um, the edit for this, that she put on after all the comments, was to say thank you for all the kind words, as well as the silver and the gold. Thank you, too, for the silly comments that made me laugh. Clearing up a few points, my bill was a bit less than $15. I thought I was leaving a $5 bill. About a 30% tip, but instead it was a $50 bill. That's quite some tip. It really is. Um, I'm American. All our bills are the same colour and size. It's extraordinarily rare that I've ever had a $50 bill. Yes, yes, I acknowledge that those countries with different size, colour, paper, money, they're onto something monumental. And also, I'm a woman, grandma age, with grey hair and poor eyesight. Not a dude. In my college years, I was a waitress. So I'm well aware of the hard work and the struggle. The loss of money is not a hardship by any means, but thank you to those kind-hearted souls who offered to reimburse me. Your kindness made me want to cry. I was just feeling so stupid for having made such an easy mistake. I do believe in karma, and I hope that the $50 bill helped fill some of her needs. The karma had already come back to me in the form of well-wishes given here by my fellow Redditors. And finally, as for all those commenting about losing money in a strip club in a similar way, I'm going to shake my head and say, in a grandmotherly way. <laughs> Now, a couple of things here. Mm -hmm. Firstly, I'm pretty sure that I heard America were changing their money, so they're going to be different sizes and different colours. Hi, America. Welcome to the 21st century. Um, in England, we have plastic notes now. We do. Which is weird. Not we plastic do. like the Australian ones, which are proper plastic, I oh, believe. Are they? I believe so. Oh, right, okay. They're like uh, plastic coated, so they're still bendy, aren't they? But they're, yeah, they're plastic coated, which is nice because, you know, when you think about some of the banknotes that you used to have to handle, and especially if you worked in a shop and they'd come in and they'd be like, have rips in them and oh. filthy and people have written on them and you just... Get women it. taking money out of their bras and it's all soggy and damp. Oh, yeah, have I've a word. thankfully never experienced that. No, me neither. <clears throat> I obviously don't work in the same sort of uh, <laughs> sphere as I'm you from, do. <laughs> I'm from the South. I'm from the South. That's all I'm going to say. Um, secondly, who sends $50 bills to a woman of grandmotherly age? That just seems odd. Be her sister, it could be, but that's that's impersonal. And someone that age, you think they would have interest, and you want to buy, would you send 50 pounds to a grandmother? See, I wouldn't. No, I might send, in fact, I have sent 50 quid to the kids because they're all teenagers and want money for various reasons. Yeah, but to an adult, it seems mm -hmm. odd. No, it is a bit odd. I don't, yeah. I don't know, but you know, it's a very nice gesture. Yeah, 
Um, and I'm received. so glad that the waitress was grateful for it and that uh, OP has uh, has relinquished the fifty pounds without a fight and just went, I know. karma. Yeah, well, she obviously just she didn't realize at the time. Just she wasn't till later on that she realized it. But I think even if you realize at the time, sometimes it's a bit difficult to go. Oh, hang on. <laughs> well, you can't get it back. So I mean, you could have the hump over it, couldn't you? You could. Whereas could. it seems like she's just gone. Ah, shit. <laughs> Never mind. At least someone's having a nice Christmas. Yes. Um, on to the comments. Solana McCracken says, I once accidentally tipped more than 100% on a nice meal in Chile because I don't speak Spanish. My partner speaks some Spanish, but not perfectly. She thought the waiter asked if he wanted anything else as he took the cash. We answered, no, it's okay. It turns out he was saying, I'll be right back with your change. We stupidly waited around for a while and then finally pieced it together when the owner came to shake our hands. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, the meal was great and cheap. We end up spending about the same as we pay in the States for a meal of that quality. Oh, we see that's okay then, isn't it? Yeah. Speargrow says, oh, lol, I love that moment you described, the one of surprise defeat and a bit silly at your own naivety. I especially love those moments when I experience them without an audience and I can choose to share or not share the story later. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes you just know. No one's ever going to know about this particular incident. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to interject at this point um, and I'll leave it up to you whether you want to edit this bit out or not because it's about you. Um, quite often... Uh, redhead will do something silly or embarrassing and will choose not to share it as is her want until you go to redhead being upset at something silly and daft that you've done in which case she then babbles out about something daft that she did a while ago <laughs> to make you feel better yes <laughs> yeah i do i do do that <laughs> do do. Do uh, do. yeah i have a lot of extremely embarrassing stories from my past which i do produce when somebody's upset because you know Sometimes you just really need to laugh at somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas me, I've got no shame. I just tell everyone anything. Like yesterday when I told you my embarrassing story. Which we're not going to go into. <laughs> um, this username sounds like a password. V2W9PW. Uh, one of the nice things in countries with lower cost of living is over-tipping. 15 years ago in the Czech Republic, you could eat out for the equivalent of a few bucks. And there was financially really no harm in tipping at least 50%, especially when you're planning on coming back. Oh, that is quite sweet, isn't it? It is. It really is. Super Hot Jupiter says, I was so confused thinking, how could you mistake a red $50 bill for a blue $5 bill? And then I was thankful for my beautiful, colourful Canadian bills. <laughs> and the OP has replied, yeah, in the States, all our bills are exactly the same size and colouring, and it doesn't help that I'm getting old and my eyesight is failing. Oh. Drifting Phoenix has said, a lot of Americans will pay restaurant bills on a card, but will leave the tip in cash. That way, the server has potentially more control over their tip money when it comes to tax reporting or tip share contributions with hosts and busboys, if the restaurant has such a policy in place. My mum is always adamant about leaving cash tips whenever possible for this reason, and I try to do this too. Servers usually make well below minimum wage here and rely heavily on tips for their actual income. And that is one of the things I dislike about America. How can you have someone on below minimum wage just because they get tips? Tips should be an added extra. Yeah. Tips on... are, oh, thank you. You did a fantastic job. I yeah. really appreciate it. Here's a bit extra for your trouble. Hmm. Uh, Gregor F92 says, that way the server has potentially more control over their tip money when it comes to tax reporting. And he replies, that's a creative way to describe tax evasion. And um, no pants, I said, I really don't blame someone for sticking it to Uncle Sam when they make less than 26k a year. Mm, it's not tax evasion it's tax fraud there's a difference is that what it is yeah I, I do think though it's i think it's such a wrong way to do it that they can, that, i don't know they should pay 
a basic wage. I mean, yeah. we've got in the UK, we've got a national minimum wage. It is the minimum amount that a company is allowed to pay you per hour. And that is it. That is the law. Mm. Yeah. And any tips you get on top of that? Yeah. It's a bonus. Yeah. And to be fair, waitressing. I mean, waitressing is a really hard job. Mm. But you can make a really good amount of money and tips on this. Yeah. And that's on top of your minimum wage salary. I think um, there are some companies in the UK where they... Is it they charge you or they put a tip on your bill and then they share it equally amongst their staff? Yes. So you're actively encouraged not to tip the waitresses mm. for that reason? Some do. I must admit, I tend to always tip in cash. Mm, because just in case... Because you think if you're paying a, co a company on the credit card, you think, is that tip actually going to find its way mm. to the staff who were in your restaurant or could it be split anywhere across the whole yeah. country? And you don't want that. You're tipping yeah. the person who you were appreciative of. It's not even that. If you tip your, if you want to tip your waitress, you know, ten quid, mm. and the restaurant then chooses to split that ten quid amongst everyone, including the manager and the chef, mm. all they all work hard, but they all get rewarded financially for their yes. Right. Anyway, uh, Worth Police says the same government that makes it legal for their employers to pay them five bucks an hour. Mm. What we were saying. Yes, Air One Black says the real problem in America is that waiters are underpaid and they've got to rely on the tips. In Europe, usually the tip is just a tip, an extra, and you get paid the right amount even without tips. You only give a tip if you really like the service. I must admit, I found that really difficult. I was on, um, uh, well, years ago, I was on a holiday and it was um, an American company and obviously they expected mm. tips on everything. I was like, yep. I don't want to tip you. You didn't do anything special. Yeah, I don't, I don't like tipping. Yeah. I well think that's done. a very British thing. But... You poured out a beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, just a tight arse, though. No. It's the right answer. Thank you. Uh, and that is everything that we have time for today. It is. That's everything. And um, Mill and the Cat disappeared partway through that from us. So um, you did actually have our focused attention. Yeah, although I did notice that Merlin Cat did spend about 15 minutes of the podcast licking himself clean where we'd stroked him. He was like, oh, human touch. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I'm not surprised we were up in the loft tidying up this afternoon oh, and it was minging. Minging. I am so filthy now. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, um, with that uh, mental image. <laughs> dusty. Dusty filthy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I hope you've enjoyed um, this week's episode um, and it's all been lovely stuff. So if you like the lovely stuff, please let me know. But if you actually would prefer Dan's filth, yep. then... Uh, Not attic filth, but actual proper beta-type dirty filth. stories. Dirty boy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> then, yeah, please let us know. Um, and I'm sure he'd be delighted if he gets anyone saying that they like his stuff. Yes. <laughs> or not. You know, I mean, I'm an attention whore, but, you know, either way. <laughs> so um, that's it from us. You can follow me on Twitter at RedheadReddits. Find me on Reddit, user Redhead Reads Reddit. Um, do send me links for anything you think I'm going to enjoy. Um, and if you like us, subscribe um, and rate us. It would be really nice. Brilliant. And we will see you next week. We will indeed. Bye. Bye. <laughs>